Good morning and welcome to another daily live webcast called GenCast, the live show that happens Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern here on YFELive.com. Today's Winning Wednesday here on GenCast. We do it every Wednesday and for Winning Wednesday today, we're featuring Caitlin of Caitlin and Caitlin, a design studio that's out of Los Angeles. They're very good friends. They met in design school and they're going to tell us a little bit. Actually, we just have one Caitlin on there. She's going to tell us a little bit about how she went so quickly from working for influencers to becoming an influencer herself. So Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. So tell us more about Caitlin and Caitlin and what you do because I interior design, I mean, I have grandiose, you know, thoughts of what it is <laughs> you do. You go into clients' homes and make it look beautiful. But I honestly don't know too much about how you get paid, what it is that you're actually doing, what services you are fulfilling for the client. So tell us more about that. Well, I think that interior design can be pretty intimidating to a lot of people because on one hand, you feel like you should be able to do it yourself. And on the other hand, yes. designing a home or an office or whatever space you're approaching is incredibly time consuming, um, which is why Caitlin and I have a full-time job. But uh, interior design can range from you know the most flexible uh, and, and small collaboration with a client to a grand overhaul of a space um, lasting many months and, and uh, and it really just depends on what the client needs. But we we work in a few different ways. Sometimes it's a small consultation, just like a, a block of time, and, and we're there to handle the priorities or, or whatever the client is concerned with. They really want to be hands-on with their own project. And we're there to help in whatever way we can. And then sometimes we do it from a full, broad, holistic approach and handle everything. And that's a lot of times when clients come into a new project and they don't have existing furniture or they don't have, you, you know, they don't have existing um, ideas of, of what they're, of what they're looking to do. So it, and, it, it depends. And when you're talking about clients, who are these people? Are they, are they generally the actual end client? Are you working with like their assistant? I mean, who is it that is hiring you? Sometimes it gets a little confusing uh, when we have, especially when we have commercial projects because it'll be one person that'll be our point person and then as the project continues it becomes five point people and then <laughs> everyone everyone has a say and uh, we do really like commercial projects though because the client's really focused on achieving a one unified goal and, and, and making a comfortable space for whatever their customers are or their or their workforce so that's always really nice. Um, well, you bring up a good question too about commercial versus working with someone in a, a, their home. I mean, I feel like all of us, especially with the economy going down a few years ago, that was the focus, was getting those commercial, getting those corporate jobs, whether you're an interior designer or you are a graphic designer, you wanted those companies because it was something that was going to actually make you money. Uh, is there a preference of yours? Would you rather work for a commercial on a commercial project or would you rather work with someone on their home? Um, I wouldn't and why? say that. I <laughs> <laughs> um, Caitlin and I have such a nice time working with a variety of different types of clients, but I would have to say that I prefer Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna not answer your question, but I'm gonna answer your question. <laughs> I think I think I prefer clients who are who really value um, who really value design, and can see can see the benefits of it. Whether it's whether it's creating a good work environment, creating a nice space for customers to visit you, 
or whether it, you see the benefit in living your life in a, in a beautiful space. So I think it's about the type of person that, um, that ends up hiring us as, pro, as opposed to the, um, the type of work that we're doing. Because ultimately, even when we do commercial spaces, we really try to bring hominess into it. We've had healthcare center that was more of a spa feel and we have a law office that, you know, kind of a madman type of, uh, actually a couple different offices have a little bit of a madman kind of oh, feel. fun. And then startups are great too. Startups are really fun because it's kind of like big kids and they just want fun spaces. And so we get to do hanging chairs and fun rugs and stuff. So we try to, we try to bring a homey element into commercial spaces, even if it's, you know, pretty dry work like law work can be. <laughs> That's awesome. And so you and Caitlin, you met in design school. Is that where everything started? At what point did you say, hey, let's start a business together? Well, I, I don't know about you, but if, if you've ever, um, if you remember the time when you met some of your best friends, it's almost a little, it's exciting because you think, oh my God, they're like me and, and I really get along with this person. I didn't expect to meet any friends in design school. I really wanted to learn about interior design, decor, I wanted to learn the history and the different fabrics. I was I was really focused and so was Caitlin. And when we met on the very first day and discovered we shared a name, it was a complete surprise and a really a really exciting one at that. So um, but it was it was great because we were in school, we had all these classes together. It was this extended interview with each other. So I learned her aesthetic, we learned each other's like style of working, we did projects together. And uh, we couldn't launch right after school, but we, we dreamt of it and were able to eventually. Very nice. And so at what point did you say uh, now is the right time? We just had uh, Rana on, who's also in Los Angeles, and they were her and her husband created an edible uh, cookie dough. And it was something that they had dreamt of in business school when they met. And it took them five years to start. I dream of that all the time. I dream of edible cookie dough. <laughs> That's perfect. So, uh, so, but it took them five years. And she was saying it was just yeah. never the right time. Well, they started it when they got married, had a kid, and were both working full time. So it was totally not the right time to start a business, yet they did. And it turned yeah. out to be great for them. So what was the, the jumping off point for the two of you? Well, I think um, I, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, so I'm uh, I, I'm I'm, so you're I'm lucky. I'm lucky, and I have a lot of encouragement, and it's I'm I'm quite ambitious, and Caitlin is quite ambitious too, and I think what it was is that she was going to work for House of Honey, which is a fabulous design firm, and she was really wanting to be creative, and and she and she was getting to, but she thought, you know, I want to do something, I want to make my mark now, and so we thought there really isn't a good time. It just takes small steps. And when you start taking small steps in one direction, and, and it really was just an idea. It wasn't something that, it wasn't something that we, we didn't know how fast we would move. We didn't know that we would be able to um, go live so soon, but, but we just started taking steps in that direction and we, and we just put it out there to the world and launched and we didn't know what to expect, but we got a great response. I love that, taking small steps. That's something that especially for working full-time for someone. And like you said, uh, Caitlin was working for House of Honey, and you were also working for someone of influence. Uh, it was the, uh, f a furniture designer? 
Oh, um, yes, I, I worked for um, Alexandra von Furstenberg. She's incredibly talented, um, and her team is at designing Lucite accessories, furniture pieces, tables. It, it, we're inspired by her work constantly. So now you're both working for influencers, and this is something that I was fascinated by when I was reading your bio, and the idea that uh, you you get hired by someone, they take you under your their wing and, and mentor you, and you get to see how they work with clients, and then uh, you go off and start your own thing. This is something I feel like I see a lot of in, in reality shows. <laughs> Does anyone else watch, <laughs> like, Rachel Zoe? And, I mean, she was a perfect example. Both of her assistants got famous on her reality show and worked with these high-end clients. They went off and started their own thing and kind of burnt bridges with her. Uh, so how do you feel like or uh, how was that transition from working for these people of influence into becoming influencers yourself? Because, I mean, when I say influencers, you guys are all over the press. You are often quoted as notable people within the interior design world. And this happened in a short amount of time. Well, I, I guess this is where this is where true luck comes in, because Caitlin and I have been fortunate to not burn bridges with our former employers at all. In fact, we we sourced from both of them. So uh, Tamira Honey has a showroom up in Pasadena and we buy furniture from her. And uh, I, you know, I have a great relationship with, um, with Alexander von Furstenberg team and, and I sourced from there as well. So I think it's because we're big fans. Um, and it's different. We have different markets and different areas uh, that we're targeting. And, um, and I think the thing is, is that which might be a great thing about design in particular is that there is a lot of there are a lot of projects. It's not it's not like maybe another business where you're but all of everyone's chomping at the bit and making proposals for each client. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that comes in and it really is about if you are suited to your client and if it's a really compatible fit. So where there where there can be competition sometimes I can definitely see that and we lose we lose jobs, you know, uh, uh, you know, occasionally, you know, sometimes it might not work out or a client stops or whatever the reason is. Um, I, I really feel like there it's a plentiful, there's a plentiful marketplace. So it made sense. It's not like you guys were going out and saying, oh, we're going to steal all of your clients. It was really yep. a mutually beneficial relationship. Now, let's say that you have interns or you have assistants or you have people that are working for you, representing you for clients. We're reading the 48 Laws of Power and Bootstrap Book Club, and one of the laws is to always uh, keep people dependent on you. And so I feel like the the example of these influencers that hire employees who then become influencers themselves, the employer is more dependent on the employee than the employee is dependent on the employer. Does that make sense? That, <laughs> that was a lot no, of words. That does that does make a lot of sense. So um, how do you protect yourself then as someone with a specific aesthetic that's bringing in these awesome clients, like you said, the Mad Men projects, those sound like a lot of fun. So how do you make sure that you're still being a fantastic employer and being someone that you want people to work for you, but at the same time, not giving them too much, I guess. So I, I think that's kind of, I think that's a little, uh, it, it's, that's a, that's a tough question to answer because, and I, and I, and I know that this might be a little bit like the, the Disney version answer, like the <laughs> everyone can be friends kind of answer. But I think that it's a really great dynamic when your employees feel empowered and proud to work for a, um, a design house that's producing great work, and you never—it's it, a creative industry, so you don't want your 
employees to not feel like they can bring great ideas to the table. We really love to give credit to the people that work with us. We like to highlight our interns um, and we like to celebrate our team and, and celebrate Caitlin and I as each other. I mean, we're quite dependent on each other uh, as our name and everything. So, um, so it, it is kind of a team effort in our, in our firm. I love that. That's not a Disney answer, I feel like. That is a realistic answer. That's saying um, you're giving praise to your team. You're making sure that they're recognized. Even though everything is named after Caitlin and Caitlin, at the same time, you're making sure that they're known, that they are appreciated, which I feel like, and again, we're just going through the reality kind of point of view. I feel like that's missing from a lot of other entities that are based off of the name. And I've spoken with some high profile people that employ people that have gone on to become entrepreneurs. And that's not often the case where, you know, they come back and they're like, oh, well, I left because I just wasn't getting enough or I, I thought I could do it better. So I think that's a great answer. Now, I wanted to ask you, Caitlin, about working with friends because this is a common dilemma uh, as far as young female entrepreneurs go. Uh, you want to start in business, but then there's a whole businessy aspect of owning a business with a friend. Right. You have to decide on who owns what, who does what. How did you and Caitlin figure that out in the beginning? So uh, when we started, we decided to be 50-50 in a lot of ways. And I think that was a great place to start um, in terms of the workload, in terms of what kinds of jobs we were going to do, in terms of oh, if in our first clients, it was like you'll take, you you'll we'll both source the furniture, we'll both pick the paint colors together, everything together, and then I think naturally we sort of just sift out you know what our different strengths are and take the lead on different things. We um, a lot of times we'll be more uh, of a certain client's point person, you know, like will it be in you know, communication with that client primarily. And then sometimes uh, the other, the other, uh, Caitlin, <laughs> the other Caitlin <laughs> will handle different aspects of the projects or handle other projects entirely um, alone. But uh, we do do everything 50 50. Um, that might shift in the future if something comes up uh, completely unforeseen, but we really appreciate that dynamic because it makes us not only reliable to each other, but um, we can, we, we can rely on each other as well as as well as like, you know, accountability, if that, that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. I like the idea that you don't have to have everything figured out at the beginning. Start off with, like you said, equal stance and then work things out as you go. I feel like that alleviates a lot of pressure on entrepreneurs. Um, and then so the last thing I wanted to ask you, Caitlin, was about you, you did. You started for influencers and I'm sure you saw House of Honey get a lot of press and how that all worked out. Now you guys are in the press all of the time. So how important is it for a creative entrepreneur, someone that is working with clients one on one to get that time in the media, get that exposure? So Caitlin and I didn't know that we would have clients our first month or couple months. <laughs> yeah, we, nice. we had no idea, but we decided to launch a little, a little uh, hype machine campaign, if you will, on Facebook. We made sure every single one of our friends knew that we were in business. We started our Instagram feed and and really tried to build that audience, and constantly linking th linking things together. We constantly reach out to people that we know who might know someone who works for magazines um, or the different press. We become very friendly with bloggers. Um, we do, we've done a guest blog series for the Effortless Chic and, um, and for other blogs and we try to cross promote within that network. Uh, I'm so fortunate because um, in getting a design business partner, I also got a business partner who is a former 
publicist. She was a PR rep, and so she has, uh, she has, she's so savvy when it comes to reaching out um, to people in the press. And so, luckily, we've been able to establish good relationships, and we send all of our projects um, out to them before we put them up on our portfolio. Oh, nice! That's a good, <laughs> a good um, piece of advice. So, Caitlin, where can everyone find out more about Caitlin and Caitlin and all the work that you're doing? Well, you can certainly go to our website, Caitlin and Caitlin.com. It's Caitlin is both spelled the same way for both of us, and uh, the traditional uh, Irish way, actually. So, <laughs> that's C A I T L I N, and um, and you can visit our uh, our blog, which is Life in Happy Hues. Dot com and uh, and you can check us out in recent press such as rue you can find us on house uh, you can follow our Instagram which is Caitlin and Caitlin um, we just started Twitter life and happy Hughes is our handle and uh, and Pinterest you can search for us as well awesome well Caitlin thank you so much for joining us this morning Thank you so much. I had a lovely chat. <laughs> All right, everyone. So you've just been watching Caitlin of Caitlin and Caitlin, one of the Caitlins, on with us. And we were talking about design and uh, working for influencers and all sorts of fun stuff. So make sure that you comment below with any insights or takeaways that you have from the show. Otherwise, make sure that you're signed up for yfe.me forward slash mail. That tomorrow's our big 100th episode of YFE Chat Live featuring recording artist Jesse Malay. She's also the co-founder of the Coalition Group and a very popular blogger at My White Teeth. So it's going to be a super fun show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. Thank you so much for watching the Daily Live webcast. GenCast Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. This has been Jennifer Dono. Have a fantastic winning Wednesday. Bye, everyone.